my kid would love Love Actually. That okay. movie, yeah, it's I didn't see movie. it, but I know it. But there's like multiple nudity scenes in it, like just like it's a joke. It's more comedic than anything, but like okay for that, you know, they cut that out for the TV version of it, right? So it like cuts the good like ten minutes out of the show. The out good, of the she said. See, all right, ten <laughs> minutes. Why did you say that? I just said it's cut. the good ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Let's go. 813 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I want to whip through a few stories here because I want to get uh, on the record with them on Wisconsin's Morning News as we head into the weekend. I'm going to start with the debate. You warned me. <laughs> I have to admit, though, me. I was a little disappointed, too. So I had told Eric that I was actually excited to see the debate between Florida governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis and California governor Gavin Newsom. They debated for no reason other than just blue state versus red state. Guys who have very different states they're governing over. Now, they were really debating, though, to expand their exposure, to get more fundraising, and to make a little bit of money. Okay, fair enough. Yes, Eric's the follow the money guy, which (laughs) you're not wrong. Okay, but I I thought that if it was well moderated, that it could be an interesting you know, lay okay. Lay out. Make your conversation case. Conversation of policy. Make your case for how you govern California. Make your case case for why Florida is better in its governance. And you know, you, you, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservative. You know, like Cats lay out dogs, your case. Yeah. And it was a mess. You are running for. You just won't admit it. You just won't admit it. You will not admit it. Why don't you admit that you're running? Hold on. All right, we can't talk. We can't talk. I'm going to move on to the next question. The unemployment rate. Like, I'm not joking. That was for real in the debate. That doesn't surprise me at all. Well, you are running for Come on, come on. This is what they owe. Every debate is God, like this. Me. Now, I I was disappointed because I I assumed that since this isn't a real debate, that they would work together to help yes. enhance each other, maybe a little bit. Because believe it or not, sometimes. Uh, they don't hate each other as much as you think they do. Right. I mean, if you believe in your message, right, you, you want to be able to get your message out. Yeah. And in order to do that, you got to give the other guy a chance to say his thing. And we just you know, devolved into this, the loudest guy in the room thing. And I don't think it served anyone well. No. I don't think it served DeSantis well. I don't think it served Newsom well. I don't think it served Hannity well. I was surprised by that. He couldn't get control of his own debate. I thought having one moderator was going to be perfect. Sometimes you got three people up there, and it's like, well, whose turn is it to ask the question? Or we're taking questions from the audience. Okay, Bob from Cuyahoga Falls here yeah. has this question. Yeah, so I'm an undecided voter. No, you're not, Bob. But anyway. <laughs> Go ahead and finish right. your question. End with this charade, right? I thought, I thought it could be well moderated, and it just it wasn't. Now, in fairness, I didn't watch the whole thing. I know there were some more substantive change uh, exchanges between the two, but like they just lost me when I couldn't hear. It was unwatchable. And I got nothing out of it. Well, I, I, yes, I admit I'm a little disappointed at that, but I'm not surprised by any means that both sides claiming victory as well. <laughs> well, <laughs> you shocker. just go online. It's like, Amazing. Go online and search the debate, and you'll see watch DeSantis completely school Newsom on this, that, or the other, and then see the exact opposite from the other uh-huh. side. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, we're on record with that. That was a debacle. No, thank you. Don't need to see that again. I do want to mention Act 10, something that, that, that stood out to me. 
is a little behind the scenes on how things work. You hear the newscast, we call it the stack, or in TV it was the rundown. Where do you place certain stories in the newscast? As a producer, as, as an anchor, we would deal with that. Oh, yep. well, is this your lead story? And then what sort of flows nicely after that story so you don't go from a light story to an overly tragic story? Things like that. You think about that when you're a producer of the newscast. And Adam was producing our news for us in the newsroom today. And so you had the first story about Act 10 facing another legal challenge as we have a new lean or bent, if you will, on the state Supreme Court. And then the next story out of there was how important Supreme Court races are going to be in the next several years. Clearly, one, two story that fits very well together and really illustrates where the seat of political power is going to be in Wisconsin to the point where I didn't even know if it matters who runs the legislature or who sits in the governor's office. I don't even know if that matters anymore because everything is going to be litigated. And then it's going to be re-litigated Anytime there's a shift in ideology on the high court, because what you had was Act 10 was passed and everybody remembers that that was the big uh, education bill. Well, it was largely around education, but it's public employees in general, and it drastically limited their ability to collectively bargain. It was Governor Scott Walker's signature piece of legislation that right after the Packers won the Super Bowl, he dropped that bomb on the state. And for months, it caused absolute chaos. We had state senators leaving the state. That's right. I forgot about those guys, right? They took off. All the Democrats in the Senate took off and hung out in Illinois so they wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't force a vote on it. You had all the protests at the Capitol, all of those things that happened. And so that's now going to be challenged in court. Law was duly passed by the legislature. It was signed by the governor. It was challenged multiple times in court. None of those challenges stood up. But now here 12 years later, everybody knows how the court leans now. Judge Janet Protasiewicz was elected last time around, and so now you have 4-3 liberal instead of 4-3 conservative. So all of this stuff is going to come back up again and be relitigated. You got Act 10. I would expect right to work to follow. I would expect voter ID to follow. Anything that the Walker administration did in those eight years, that's going to come before the high court. Now, you said we still we shouldn't entirely bank on Justice Protasiewicz necessarily being a rubber stamp i well it depends on the case i think right but i i would say just be be wary for those that are hoping that everything flips that that may not be the case now i can understand why they're all coming back i am a little surprised only because i didn't see the political will for some of those to return in lawsuits meaning like yeah abortion clearly clearly that was something that a a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on, very emotional thoughts on. I'm not sure how many people are talking about Act 10 recently. I mean, is that still something that's being conversed? Is voter ID still something that's being discussed? Yet here these lawsuits are going to come back? Yeah, I, a lot of educators in my family, e, so I will tell you in that in that crowd, in that for circle, sure, Act okay. 10 is still stuck in their craw, okay. absolutely. And, are uh, they still teaching? Uh, many most, aren't. Of, most of them retired or right? left. Many aren't. And a lot of them point to that as one of the reasons they got out. And my point in our conversation is not to say it's it's good or it's bad or whatever, just to let you know that these things are, are coming around and going to be relitigated. I just, you know, to me, too, it's a larger issue of what is the law anymore if it's merely a collection of personalities who sit on the bench. I mean, look at what's happened in the Trump case in New York. You had a judge slap a gag order on him. So he appealed that. Another judge said, no, you can't gag this guy. He's running for president. That's election interference. Now, that has been overturned. The gag order is reinstated. Just it's, it's a matter oh, nice. of who you get. And it's always been that because judges interpret the law. That's their that's their job. Yeah. But if you're going to have everything that the state tries to do 
from the legislature to the governor, whomever, be litigated up at the high court? Have we not elevated that to the most important branch of the quote-unquote co-equal branches of government? No question about it. None whatsoever. And we will have to see how all these cases turn out. Secondarily, or third, sorry, I told you three stories. Our guy George Santos is coming up. Here we go. What do we, you said 9.30 so this morning? So 9.30 Central Time, the vote is expected. Now you know how this goes. It doesn't mean that necessarily right at, right at 9.30 the vote could come down. Oh, so that's like uh, call to order. Who knows, hear ye, hear right? Ye. Sometimes yes, there's here. some delay there. But Here's anyway, a kid who's reading the poem. Right. This guy says the prayer. The process <laughs> is supposed to begin around 9.30. Uh, we'll honor Mayonnaise Day or whatever. <laughs> yes. Some tartan we got to celebrate anyway. Um, you know who's so, worse? Like... The, the the body, that in my experience of covering legislative bodies, that never quite gets down to it is the Milwaukee County Board. Common Council is a close second. Legislature, they do their thing too. But rolling people out here, this kid is a guest of this supervisor today. I mean, I've gone there on deadline as a reporter so often. Oh, this starts at 930. No problem. I'll be live at noon. No, it's 1030 and we haven't gotten to anything yet. We started late, bunch of kids. Somebody came in and sang a song. This one gets a proclamation. My goodness, y'all have a lot of time. What's wrong with you? Can what? we get down we to it? Enjoy life for a little bit, Vince. Anyway, so yesterday breath. there was a, a lot of um a lot of a lot of chatter on the House floor about whether or not he should be expelled. And by the way, there are many lawmakers who don't think he should be, talking about George Santos, of course. So here's Congressman Max Miller. He and Santos going at it for a, a half a minute here on the floor. Thank you. I'll keep this very brief. Uh, I myself have been a victim of George Santos and as well as other members of Congress in terms of defrauding through public donations ad, received an ethics complaint from the FEC, which I had to spend tens of thousands to defend myself. You, sir, are a crook. I know I should direct my comments to the chair. I yield back. <laughs> okay, so he's done. <laughs> Points at him, but then says, okay, I yield back. So then uh, Santos gets up there and says, hey, you got to strike that from the record. You called me a crook. And then he had this to say about Congressman Miller. Hypocrisy, as I mentioned. My colleague wants to come up here, call me a crook. Same colleague who's accused of being a woman beater. Are we, are we really going to ignore the facts that we all have passed and we all have the media coming out against us on a daily basis? Thank you. Keep us- there you go. That, that. <laughs> Does he? Is he well? So he dealing has, with some sort of credible allegation. There? He has. He was accused of um, of that. I guess he's from Ohio, and then he filed a defamation lawsuit against the woman who claimed it. Okay. But then he dropped that lawsuit. So where that stands well, right Santo's now. Santos' point is what me? I'm yeah, the guy. Yeah, I'm what the about problem. All the rest right. of you. And you know what? It, okay. <laughs> whether you want to follow the Congressman Miller story that close, whatever. But like. He's not wrong. <laughs> there are some congressmen and congresswomen who, you know, a little shady that are still on Capitol Hill. I like that he says, you know, we all have pasts. Again, he's yeah, not. Yeah, but this is like your present, man. You're still lying about yeah. all of the things. Right. And not everybody has a past of lying about everything. I'm very curious to see what happens, though, if he actually, if there's enough votes to kick him out, if that'll actually take place later this month. And if they don't, here's why they don't. Because you have a number of members of Congress who are concerned that due process has not played Correct. out for Santos. Innocent he until proven guilty. Right, 23 federal counts, mm-hmm. but they've not gone through the full adjudication process. He's not been found guilty of anything. Now, there is this House Ethics Committee report, which 
you know, is not a, a conviction of any kind. But the ethics committee is saying, yeah, OK, he hasn't been convicted. But we looked into all of this. Here are all the things that we find legitimate. So they're, they're saying this is not a matter of fact debate. He just hasn't gone through the legal sure, process. Right. Yet. But if they don't throw him out, it's going to be because of a few members of Congress who say, look, we've only thrown out five other members. Right. Does this set a precedent then? In the history of Congress in this country, and all of them had been convicted of crimes. So we're not going to start now on that because, right, to your point about precedent, is the next time somebody's accused of this, are we going to, bring, are we going to be throwing people out all the time? So we'll see. 9.30 this morning is when uh, the House is set to gavel in. 8.24 on Wisconsin's morning news. 8.30 on Wisconsin's morning news. I don't do a lot of toilet humor on the show, E. That's the kind of not my brand. It's a little lowbrow. Okay. Right? <laughs> yet here we are. Yet. Okay, so give me a little room on this one. It's a headline in USA Today. Attorney suspended for pooping in a Pringles can, leaving it in victim advocate's parking lot. Poop again! He caught the poop! <laughs> The Ohio Supreme Court suspended an attorney who defecated into a Pringles potato chips can, which, not to get too far into it, but it's got to be hard to do, right? (laughs) Right. It takes work. (laughs) Anyway, not the point of the story. Then tossed that can into a parking lot of a crime victim advocacy center. Why? He's a criminal defense attorney. His name is Jack Blakesley. And here's what the article said. His conduct was called into question his fitness to practice law. (laughs) Indeed. Hmm. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I think so. Or do any other things in life. (laughs) The uh, drop was captured by surveillance video. So they they video caught the guy tossing this thing out of his car or whatever. Why? Why would you do this? Okay, so Blakesley, according to the article, had known the victim advocates at the center for years and was scheduled to see them in court 15 minutes after the Pringles deposit. At the time, Blakesley was representing someone accused in a capital murder case. So he thought that was probably good for his client. I'm going to toss this can of crap at the people I'm in court against. What I keep thinking about on this is that it's one thing to do it. But, like, if you think it, usually you think something that you probably don't end up doing, right? But he actually thought it. It would be hilarious. And then uh, then he actually went went along with the whole process, even after thinking it. And that should have probably stopped there. He attempted to defend himself. On these oh, accusations. Okay. I mean, obviously they had them, so he couldn't say I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. is that your Pringles can, sir? He said, you're not going to, his defense was, he has a habit of putting feces in Pringles cans and randomly throwing them from his car. Randomly. He claimed he pulled the Pringles prank at least 10 times that year. Nah, I do this all the time, guys. <laughs> don't, don't worry about I it. I wasn't targeting anybody. It's just something your I Your Honor, it wasn't your yard that one time, was it? <laughs> what are you talking about? Why would you do that? Lots of people do this, you know? Is it after you're at Costco, you just have empty canisters all over the place? <laughs> right. And someone like, do you buy earlier. the Pringles because you're doing this, or you just happen to have the Pringles in the car? Is there a particular flavor of Pringles that you prefer to use? for? The, no. All right, that's getting down to Getting into the weeds. Yeah, I guess. He got a one-year law suspension, six-month stayed, so basically can't practice law for half a year, but wow. maybe ever. Who are you calling? You want this guy to be your defense attorney? <laughs> Google him one time. All right, I wonder what uh, I'm looking for a defense attorney. Blakesley. Uh, okay. Nope, you're out. <laughs> Thanks, guy. He caught the <laughs> poop. <laughs> Wisconsin's Morning News. Glad you're with us on this Friday morning. Do you have more on this? So I'm not a... 
not a huge like you know lifetime Hallmark holiday film fan, but it's a huge industry. You only need to see one to know the plot of every right, other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, right? it's fairly formulaic. But now some changes to at least one lifetime Christmas movie. A little bit of steaminess. You gonna let me take it? The Lifetime Channel could wind up on Santa's naughty list this year. Its 12 new holiday movies include one that has a steamy scene for adults only. A cowboy Christmas about a real estate closer who returns to her hometown in Arizona just before Christmas is being compared to Paramount's racy Yellowstone series. A Lifetime spokeswoman says audiences are hungry for grown-up romance and they're looking forward to adding some smolder to the usual holiday sugar and spice. <laughs> Right. It's Debra Rodriguez from CBS. So yeah, they apparently Tia McGinney, she's the SVP of the content on Lifetime. She told Variety, we love trying new things and we're excited about this new first for us for this holiday movie. So steaminess. Ho, ho, ho. Is, is coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> ho, ho, ho. So I, I, I guess there's a market for it. I mean, they seem to think so, that if they add a little bit of, I mean, it's, there's a couple of sex scenes in the movie, and they haven't really done that before. It's still family, they say, but no, it's for real. Adding some smolder to the usual holiday sugar and spice. Okay, I mean they can do that. My favorite part of that was she. What is it called? Cowboy Christmas or something it's like that. It's a cowboy yeah, it's Christmas. A cowboy Christmas. She comes home, comes back to her hometown yeah. in Arizona. I told you these are all the same movie. It's always somebody left the small town. Yeah. They went to New York or so, LA or somewhere. So what do you do? You come to, back. But I mean, what do you do if you're the producer to oh. spice it up? You know, you just oh, add a little something, oh, just a little oh. something extra. Ho, 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 She comes back. I love Santa got involved. <laughs> or he comes back, and then the ex-boyfriend or girlfriend has continued life in the small town. They own the family property now, or they're at the general store that's right. been in the family. Right. She came back. Now, she's about to marry some creepo on Wall Street, but... Uh, gets back to the hometown and thinks of how simple things could have been. Meets the cowboy. Right? Sees the cowboy. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> okay. I don't know where that all fits. I guess it's it's the same story. It's just we're going to show you more now. Yeah, so I guess just be prepared for that. Because Lifetime's going to find this works because this stuff always seems to work. And then they'll probably make more than that. It actually reminds me of... it. My kid would love Love Actually. That okay. movie, yeah, it's I a didn't great see movie. it, but I know it. But there's like multiple nudity scenes in it, like just like it's a joke. It's more comedic than anything, but like okay. For that, you know, they cut that out for the TV version of it, right? So it like cuts the good like ten minutes out of the show. The good, the she movie. said. See, all right, Debbie. <laughs> Why did you say that? I just said it's the good ten minutes. Eight forty eight on Wisconsin's morning news. Greg Pancake Kills had a had a program today. Yeah, yeah buddy. Sports today because Brandon was off. Crushed that. He had He's all the things. Producer of Wisconsin's morning news got his nickname. Folks still ask. He used to work at the Pancake House on the South Side. So every week we have a lot of ideas for the show. Some of them make it into the rundown. Others we. You know, leave to the side. So we assigned Greg to whip up a little something with the leftovers. Here on this Friday morning is the pancake breakfast special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? (laughs) Oh, baby! College football bowl season is right around 
the corner. What's that mean? Well, of course it means that corporate entities that have absolutely no business being affiliated with college football are indeed so. However, it is a business, and I get that having your logo at the 50-yard line in front of a national TV audience, it does yield its results. Now, we have the Pop-Tart Bowl. It's been dominating the headlines because of the mascot, the name, and of course the winning team has the privilege, I say privilege again, of celebrating by taking an actual bite out of the edible mascot. Absolutely memorable, so it piqued my curiosity about former college football bowl game sponsorships. What does it mean? Oh man, it's time to play everyone's favorite game. It's the most overused radio bit of all time. It's time to play Fact or Fiction College Football Sponsorship yes. Edition. <laughs> All right, if you are not familiar, the rules here are simple. I'm going to name a college bowl game, and it is up to the panel to decide if this college football bowl game sponsorship was fact or indeed fiction. Okay, do you, are, can you at least tell us, are any of these true? Well, that... What? No, I guess you want to know the, the point. end result. <laughs> Could you at least you tell us everything that we need to know? <laughs> we start here. The Cheetos finger licking good orange bowl. Yes, before the orange bowl of fruit stood alone, the victors of the Cheetos finger licking good orange bowl would saturate the trophy with orange fingerprints. In fact, the Bulls MVP, you may remember, got a choice of a lifetime supply of either original flaming hot or flaming hot lime Cheetos. Was the Cheetos finger licking good orange bowl fact? Or fiction. While it's a good idea, that's fake. Yes. Fake. I'm going fact. <laughs> fiction. Man, good. I wish it was fact. Nah, it's fiction. Uh, this one is not. <laughs> All right, here we go. Spoiler, USC did not play in this game. The Trojan Inside Track Bull, the winner, got a replica Trojan horse of more protection than the USC quarterback, <laughs> Caleb Williams, <laughs> gets on. from his offensive line, if you know what I mean. A bowl. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Nicely done. A bowl game whose marketing promised a satisfying game for both you and your watching partner. Is this bowl game fact or fiction? Also going to go to my previous answer. It should be fact. It is not. Man, fake. you know what? No, it's fake. Yeah, fake. it's it's fake. Oh, I mean, it got me. It is fake. Okay. But that'd be good, though. <laughs> Great All idea, right. though. The Bad Boys Mowers Gasparillo Bowl, which didn't have any big winning prize. However, everyone was a winner when the game featured a DJ that quite literally rolled around on a bad boy lawnmower to provide in-game entertainment. Was the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparillo Bowl fact or fiction? I think the Gasparilla Bowl is real. Yeah, I'm with Deb. I think that's real. Yeah, yeah you got me. Shoot, I shouldn't have done the Gasparilla part because that <laughs> is still a reoccurring bowl theme yes. for others. Yep, so yep. it is still a thing. That is fact. That and happened. If you feel kind of down about your results, here's everyone, or here's one that everyone can get. I give you the Elon Musk sponsorship list. You can't blackmail me with money and go yourself. Bull, because <laughs> it's cool. Because the winning team gets a free month of verified accounts on X, and everyone gets a cyber truck. Ooh. Is the oh. Elon Musk sponsorship list? You can't black me with advertising dollars. Bull game, fact or fiction? That's gonna be that's gonna be fiction, but again, should be real. Yeah, if it were a Musk sponsorship, like yeah. he could have all of his various properties somehow represented. You'd have it's rockets, space. You'd have trucks, yeah. cars, right? You could go to space right. if you're MVP <laughs> of the Elon in Musk fact, the sponsorship list. Right there, the MVP gets loaded in and just right boom, after the game, sweat right encrusted and everything. Fifty-yard line. That is great. So, thank you for playing Bull Game Factor Fiction. If you did well, congratulations. If you didn't do well and you don't like me, well, go. Yourself. <laughs> and have a very happy college football championship weekend, everybody.
Every day, it seems like there's always something new going on in the world of politics. Join WTMJ now for the Political Power Hour. Bill McCaushin. The first lesson I learned when I worked for Governor Thompson is never give away power. And Joe Zapecki. I'm often accused of being the Eeyore on <laughs> this panel, so let's try to find a silver lining. Will help make sense of today's political headlines. He's the guy that sits in the front of the class and always has an answer for something, and you're like, sit down and shut up. I thought you were that guy. No. It's the Political Power Hour on WTMJ. Vince Vitrano here for Absolute Comfort HVAC. The absolute worst time to start asking around if you know an HVAC guy. It's when your furnace has already quit on you, right? I've got your guy. Absolute Comfort HVAC. Brent and his team, they offer something called the Full Furnace Tune-Up. That's just $89. What it does is you get Brent or maybe his son Drew comes out to the house and they make sure your furnace is in good working order. When I had him out at my house, I was ashamed to tell him this was the first time, but for when I had my furnace installed, that anyone had looked inside it to see if everything was good. They cleaned it all up, and now I know I'm good through the home heating season. I also got the bundle. That includes the spring AC tune-up for just $150 plus tax. So then when you're part of that package, it includes discounts on parts and equipment, no fees for emergency repairs. It's Absolute Comfort HVAC they're your HVAC guy now. Tell them Vinny sent you. Absolute Comfort, WI.com. According to the U.S. debt clock, our debt is over $32 trillion in climbing. The question is, how do we pay it off? One of the most likely answers is increasing taxes. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? At Drake & Associates, we can help you create a plan so your retirement is tax efficient as possible. If you'd like to continue your education, we have our Retirement Ready Toolkit, which includes guides on retirement tax savings. To receive this complimentary toolkit, call or text TAX to 414-409-9982. That's calling or texting TAX to 414-409-9982. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call or text now. Investment advisory services provided by Drake & Associates, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through a separate company, Loft Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a Wisconsin insurance agency. Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Traffic is sponsored by TaybackAttorneys.com. Social Security benefits denied. Call Tayback for the payback. Unable to work due to health problems? Let Tayback help you get approved for the Social Security benefits you're entitled to. Call Tayback for the payback. TaybackAttorneys.com. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Checking in with Debbie here at about... Four minutes before 9 o'clock. All right. Northbound on 43. Just a little bit tight from Keith up to Locust. Or Locust up to Keith, I should say. And the southbound side's a little slow from Silver's. Uh, make that capital drive down past Keith. So it's really a localized delay. We do still have this issue westbound 94 to northbound in the zoo interchange. It's broken down vehicle off on the side. A little bit of a distraction there. Where we're really actually seeing delays is on 894 eastbound coming out of the Hale interchange. And those delays pretty much stretch all the way to 60. Street. I'm not sure if there's anything specific going on right there, but definitely seeing some slowdowns around that neck of the woods. I'm Debbie Lazaga with your WTMJ Johnson & Sons Paving Time Saver Traffic. Just before 9 o'clock, the WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Could see some, lay, uh, some rain today by the lakeside. Snow further inland up to an inch of accumulation and a high of 40 down to 36 tonight with rain and snow showers right now at 42 in milwaukee 
So I ran into these Chiefs fans I was telling you earlier outside in the bar area here at 3rd Street Market Hall. Yesterday I'm leaving here, what, about 2 o'clock? Okay. Three dudes fully bedazzled. <laughs> full <laughs> regalia? Full, all chief full Chiefs regalia. <laughs> so I stopped and talked to them a little bit. Dude, coming up to see uh, Chiefs play Green Bay and Lambeau. Freaking historical place, yeah. but staying in Milwaukee because it's cheaper, and we've never yeah. been to Milwaukee, and we hear it's a pretty good city. So, so they were pretty excited. They said, "Okay, like we just got to town, which good for them. They got to town, went right to the bar. So <laughs> they're doing <laughs> they it right, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. So they're excited to go up and see. I did talk to them about Taylor Swift. the The take that I took away from them was like, "Look, we're football fans. I don't care. You know, Travis Kelsey, whom she's dating, tends to play better." They said. When she's in the house, so they're all for it. <laughs> I think people make too big of a deal about it, really. Like, it's, the focus comes on her, takes it off. Well, the you feet. guys got her at your place like two, three times already. Like, yeah. give us one. Yeah, well, hey, absolutely. <laughs> if she wants to show up, let Travis Kelsey cook for about 130 yards and two toes. I'm with that. <laughs> cook. He was good. Cook. Cook for 138 yards. And these cats were clearly football fans. When yeah. it came upon Sounds them, like they it. were like going, just dudes sitting there talking about football. So, uh, but. Hope they have a great trip. That's always my attitude when I see visiting fans, but for like Vikings and <clears throat> Bears. But you're going to see a lot of visiting fans, I think, on yeah. Sunday night. By the way, I hope people are generally friendly to them, provided they're being cool too. But sure. these guys were super happy to be here, and I hope they have a great experience. I hope their team loses, but you know, sure. Hey. What do you think, T Swift, a show or yes or no? Ah, I think she's there. The only reason why I'm reluctant to jump on board is because I have yet to see the Today Show mention anything about her. And usually the Today Show always promotes the Sunday night game by now, right? They they, they were just showing the Packer stuff on there. Yeah. Usually there'd be like a shot of Taylor, and I haven't seen that, which is giving me some pause. Man, I hope she's there. That'll give us a lot Me to talk too. about on Monday. Too. Hope to have you with us. Go Pack. Business headlines are up next. They're sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Wonky Business Journal's Margaret Notchek. Wisconsin will soon have its first Lambo. clean that's juice like, franchise like... location in Oconomowoc. The North Carolina-based company will offer smoothies, juices, acai bowls, and sandwiches. Its grand opening is December 2nd. After attempts to sell the hotel, the Iron Horse Hotel's founder, Tim Dixon, appears to reach an agreement with its lender to keep ownership of the Menominee Valley Hotel. The hotel's lender is GS Mortgage Securities Corporation. The Rosebud Cinema on North Avenue in Wauwatosa is expected to open on January 8th after a nearly four-year closure. The cinema shut down operations during the COVID-19 pandemic and has yet to reopen. I'm Margaret Nachuk with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio. WTMJ.